Hello, my name is Lauren Patterson, your host and guiding light to self-love. I am the author of Amazon bestseller, Freeing Your Heart for Love, and founder of a nonprofit to help people challenged with abuse and depression. The intention of this podcast show is to inspire and encourage you through my experiences and those of my guests that you can discover self-love and true happiness for yourself. My guest today is Teresa Melito Connors. Teresa is the founder of Dr. MC's Self-Care Cabaret. Dr. MC is a self-care growth mindset and trauma recovery expert. In addition to her PhD, Dr. MC has a master's in school counseling and psychology and a bachelor's in theater studies. Dr. MC regularly presents workshops, professional development opportunities, keynotes, and she has two published handbook chapters in educational texts. She also hosts a blog, podcast, and growing social media community at Dr. MC Self-Care. She has appeared on TV, high-profile podcasts such as Nike Trained, and is regularly cited as an expert in various publications. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Lauren. (laughs) How's it going? It's going good. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you're here, and I didn't realize you were three hours ahead of me. Because you're on East Coast time. Yes, I am. (laughs) Wow. Is it cold over there? No, it's actually kind of humid. Okay. Yeah, humid. But we're back to school. I'm back to work full time. So I work in my public school administrator job. So it can cool off as far as I'm concerned. We're done. Summer's over. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So what does self-care mean to you and why is it important? Let's just jump right into this. <laughs> yeah. So self-care, what does it mean to me? Oh, my God. It's the number one thing that you need to do. It's not selfish. It's not a luxury. It is your foundation. These are the things that you do every day so that you can show up as the best you possible. And it it gets really, really deep when we start to peel back like what society tells us. Mm-hmm. self-care is it's not mani petties and an occasional <laughs> spa day like yeah yeah it's so much more than that i mean it's how you can really get it you can really get into the nitty-gritty and look at like how you feed yourself and hydrate and how you like to move your body and soothe and rest and what are your relationships like and your spirituality what does that mean for you even your environment like you really have to take a wide lens and look at self-care as all these different facets. That doesn't mean you have to do like, you know, every single thing every single day, but that you take a really broad view of everything so that you're setting up a solid foundation so that when life throws whatever it is at you, you're able to respond in a way that is healthy and productive and that just feels good. Yes. I love that you incorporated all of that because when I was practicing this back in the day, I did think it was just Manny Petty and Spa. Of course. <laughs> that's what society thinks. Like, that's what we're made to think. And that's what, you know, that's why people feel like, you know, it has to be expensive or it mm-hmm. must be luxury spa days. Like, sure, like, no shade to Manny Petties and like spa days, but you, that's not really getting into the nitty gritty of how you care for yourself so you can yeah. show up as the best you possible. Yes, I love that. Like one of the things that I love doing as part of my self care practice every morning is meditation, guided meditation. Mm, nice. Like I love it. Like we we just recently came back from Yosemite and I missed like I think four days 
because I take a break on the weekend sometimes and I can feel it. Like I'm like, whoa, something's off. Oh, I haven't meditated. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's wild. And once you start to cultivate those practices and you begin to feel how good you feel Mm -hmm. when you do them regularly, you definitely feel their absence when you don't. It's kind of funny. Oh, yeah. And you know, like, I just feel better. Like what you just said, like, it just I can't explain it. It just like my soul feels good and whole. And and what you mentioned, too, like when something's thrown at you, and when you're practicing that self care, it's just like, oh, hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're better to react. Like you are better able to react to stressors. And I yes, mean, stress is just a part of life. Like you can't make stress yeah. go away. But you right. can change how you react. And that's powerful. Yes, so powerful. I love that. Love, love, love. So can you share a mental health challenge that you have had and overcame? Yes, I can. (laughs) (laughs) I could share. I could share a couple, if I'm being honest. But let's see. I think I want to share about and and overcoming is a interesting word to me because I I want to talk about being in recovery for disordered eating Mm -hmm. and exercise bulimia. Because I feel like diet culture and fat phobia and these things are so deeply rooted in our culture that it's kind of heartbreaking, actually. But Mm -hmm. so when I when I think about overcoming, I don't I feel like I'll always be in a healing state. Like it'll always be it's always going to be part of me, even though Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not suffering anymore as I was when I was, you know, deep in my dis-ease. Yeah. Um, back several years ago, but it's still like overcome feels, I don't know. I was just like, I feel like I'm still like evolving and I'm still learning yeah. and I feel like self-care is a journey. Right. And yeah. that you always, you know, reevaluate what's going on and, and adjust accordingly. So yeah, I mean, I found myself, you know, with some really deep rooted generational trauma and just, um, deep rooted ideas around body size and health and diet. And of course, I mean, it's everywhere. You can't look anywhere and see, you know, not see images of, you know, skinny women or people pushing different diets and fitness routines. And and I got swept up in that. I grew up dancing. I was hardcore in the ballet world. That's not an accepting arena at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used and abused exercise as a means of restriction. Um, and I was somewhat successful at it in that I, you know, managed to shrink my body, but I didn't understand, um, the extent of the damage that I was also doing and where Mm -hmm. this was really coming from. So it was life changing when I ended up at the dietitian that I worked with, who's uh, pretty renowned in the field. And she, just kind of, I don't know, made it okay for me to let go of all of that, all of it, all of the diet culture, all of the mentality, all of these really deep set obsessive beliefs around exercise and food and what is healthy and what's not healthy. And, oh man, there was so many layers to it, but it was what happened early on in that healing process was my body, because biology always wins, my mm-hmm. body fought back and I actually started to gain weight. And that was really difficult for me to understand that this is, that's actually healthier and that that's uh, my body's way of making sure, you know, 
I stayed alive, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And so just like that whole process, though, of being so set on being thin and restricting and and that diet mentality, letting that go and then learning to love myself in a larger body was such a interesting process. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really was, a, I describe it as somewhat similar to a grieving process. So I had to let go and grieve, I guess, a thinner body mm-hmm. and learn to accept a larger body. And it, it took a long time and I, I fought it. And I can remember, you know, this was, you know, several years ago, my husband being like, you know, like, are you okay? Like, you know, cause I just couldn't even, it just took a long time to really pull myself out of that. And of course it was with the support of my eating disorder dietitian and my, my family and my loved ones, but then to be okay yeah. in a larger body. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that exactly clicked, but I remember, I guess I started paying attention to people making comments about how I looked in a positive way in a Mm -hmm. larger body. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me made me take a step back and was like, Oh wait, yeah, no, I, I can still look cute. I am cute. Like I had to kind of have that whole like shifting of my mindset to then accept and be like, yeah, I'm okay. Like I, of course I can still shop and accessorize and wear fun glasses and earrings and colors and patterns and express myself in ways that feel good but are not tied to body size. Mm-hmm. Well, that that took some exploration too of finding, you know, clothing manufacturers that make flattering plus size clothing yeah. and, and figuring out like what looks good on my body. And I think I've done a pretty good job, of that, <laughs> but um, it definitely was a journey and definitely a mental health challenge that I would say, you know, I'm still healing from and mm-hmm. evolving from because even, you know, this summer, I bought a bikini for the first time in a Yay! long time. I know. Ooh. And I was like, you know what? This is cute. I'm gonna I'm I'm buying this. And it it came and I didn't I didn't put it on. <laughs> I didn't actually wear it out to the pool, I'll be honest. I didn't. I won't lie to you. But I did put it on. I did wore the bottoms one day with a different top, but I still felt like, okay, the bottoms because even the bottoms were like a little on the um, skimpier side than some of my other bottoms, mm-hmm. but I wore it with like a fuller top and that felt go- That felt okay. So I figure, all right, by next summer, we're going to be top and bottom full out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Go girl. I'll be yeah, looking well, forward to that reel. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, society doesn't help you in this, right? I mean, every time yeah. you turn around and it's really become now something in my work that I try to advocate for. Like if, if I go to the doctor's office and they don't have a, a chair without arms and like, quite frankly, I know people can't see me. They're just listening to me. Like, I, I'm not like <laughs> my size. We're not talking like something crazy. Like we're only talking like two X mm-hmm. and even still sometimes like chairs without arms don't um, chairs that have arms are really uncomfortable. So like if doctor's offices don't have them, like I'll point it out to them yeah. and I'll say things because I feel like, you know, we have to do better. And when we think about accessibility and spaces and really making sure that everyone can show up, and love, but also be loved and feel yes. comfortable um, in these in these spaces. And I mean, I think I, I worry about this when I'm like, geez, like I'm having trouble. What about someone who's even larger than me? Um, yeah. You know, they're going to have even more difficulty. And that just breaks my heart. So that's like a whole other aspect of like my work that I want to help advocate um, for, you know, inclusivity in sizing and, mm-hmm. and accessibility. 
I love that. I, I never even thought about the chairs without arms, to be honest. Oh, it's hard. And when you go to the theater, like, I, I've advocated before. Like, we had seats. This was a few years ago. And, you know, we had purchased balcony seats. It was a theater. You know, whatever. And I could not sit in the chair. And it was, you know, it was embarrassing. After I swallowed my pride, Yeah, I went and found the house manager and was like, hey, um got an issue (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he could not have been kinder and more understanding and they were completely able to move my seats to an area where I was more comfortable but had I not been able to to have that voice right Mm -hmm. I you know the next person that shows up in the balcony that can't sit in those seats what are they they just going to go home like you know what I mean so I try to make sure that I can even though it it, you know it's difficult I'm not going to say it's always easy but you know I deserve the right to exist as you does do. everybody else. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And yeah. it reminds me of the movie, um, Tyler Perry movie, Why Did I Get Married? Do you remember that part when uh, Jill Scott was on the plane? Did you oh, ever watch that movie? I don't think movie? I've ever seen it. Oh, yeah. If you take a look at that movie, there's a part where Jill Scott is the character and she gets on a plane and the flight attendant comes up to her because the seats are too small and they tell her to get off the plane. <gasps> yeah. They tell her to get off the plane because, you know, um, she dri- ends up driving to the location, the destination, but she can't fit in the chair and she has to buy two seats and there's not two seats. So they ask her to leave the plane. Like, Aww. it's it's heartbreaking, that part. That, that, whole, that whole movie makes me cry. But Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, when that happens to, I mean, I've heard horror stories and I have my own horror stories during, you know, even trying to get to my eating disorder dietitian, I w- was yeah. advocating at my doctor's office and I had the nurse practitioner make some really horrendous comments to me that had I not, and I was disclosing to her how um, deep the rabbit hole was that I was mm-hmm. in, in terms yeah. of what I was doing to restrict and abuse my body. And she made some really insensitive comments back to me. And had I been someone different, I yeah. worry about where exactly. that would have led. Exactly. Wow. I'm so glad that you're that's happy to hear that you're advocating for, you know, sizes and, and stuff, different stuff, accessibility, inclusivity, like all of that. Yeah. You know, I love that. Trying. <laughs> I love that. Keep going, girl. Keep going. Thanks. Keep shining your light. <laughs> Thank you. So what is I'm, I'm curious about this because I know you're the founder of it and I know part of it's your name, but what is Dr. MC Self-Care Cabaret? Yeah. Sounds so, so fun. Isn't it fun? <laughs> um, I mean, it's me. I I am. I have a really strong theater background in performing arts. As I mentioned, I've been dancing since I was a, a little girl and hardcore into ballet and then musical theater. I have a degree in, in theater from a, a top college in the area. And um, yeah, so I was earning my PhD in ed leadership. And my mm-hmm. main area of scholarship was self-care renewal for leaders and teachers. And really, you know, self-care... I've heard so many people like we just need more of it. And it was really what I wanted to study for my partially for selfish reasons. So it would also help me, but also mm-hmm. to help other people, certainly. And I noticed I recognized that so many people needed this. So I thought, all right, let's just start. Let's start a little Facebook page. So it was in April of 2019. My husband and I came up with the name and we uh, st- I started a little Facebook page, which was just sharing some inspirational quotes and different things. Well, then I noticed I was getting hired to present workshops around Mm. the area, different conferences, and most were voluntary to begin, but I really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed sharing my message 
and promoting the message of self-care. So now at this point, Dr. MC's self-care cabaret is a, um, full-fledged small business. We're actually an LLC and I have, I regularly present to schools, businesses, and organizations on topics related to self-care, renewal, resilience, trauma recovery, um, growth mindset, and some other topics, anti-bias education as well. And it's really grown. I've presented over 200 times to different schools and organizations. I launched a podcast a little over a year ago. I've been blogging. I have a website, an Instagram channel, and all the social media platforms that I can handle at the time. <laughs> For the time being, we're probably going to be adding more though. Yeah. Um, and really, it's just a way, it's a place that people can come and learn about self-care and really learn the importance of it and learn to kind of take control of it for themselves so they can show up as the best version of themselves. I mean, that's really my, it's really my mission, but I, I have big ideas for it and, and seeing mm-hmm. it grow and seeing what I can do with it. But that's the idea behind it. I love it. And, you know, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, but I've always wanted to be in art and performing arts, like theater, like, yeah, (laughs) like I'm fascinated with plays and, and Broadway. Like I've, I just dream of like, if I could go back, you know, I would love to be on Broadway um, Mm. because I just, I'm just obsessed with it. (laughs) That's awesome. No, me too. And actually it's funny. My, my, so I have a really strong performing arts background. I've been in professional shows. I've choreographed professionally. I did a bunch of Hollywood feature movies here in Boston. Oh, and awesome. I, yeah, but I, it wasn't, I, I try, I traveled back and forth to New York for auditions uh-huh. back years ago and it just wasn't, it wasn't joyful. Like the mm-hmm. whole audition process. My last audition was for Cirque du Soleil. It was a giant train wreck. And um, <laughs> I finally was like, this isn't fun. Like this is taking the joy out of something that is so precious to me. Performing yeah. like dance and performing and being on stage was always kind of my escape. And mm-hmm. my, you know, a way that I coped with life and understood life. And to have it kind of lose that innocence when you're in the audition room just didn't Mm. feel good Mm -hmm. and so it sent me on many different paths but ultimately now I find that when I present when I do my podcast and I get in front of a group of people I'm performing it's I'm Mm -hmm. still getting that same that same hit from on stage when I'm performing and it's funny I said to my mom years ago at the end of a presentation in the early days and I was like wow this was a really roundabout way to keep performing part of my life. (laughs) But it's it's very true. Wow. I love that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's another reason why I was sharing with you TikTok, you know, you could, you could act on there, because it's not your voice you're using. And so (laughs) I'm finding, yeah, I'm finding that a lot of the audio is pretty cool. It's pretty fun, because I'm able to like, be somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh goodness! I'll have to follow you. I did. I did download TikTok, and um, yeah, go check out my TikTok. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I love using the audios on there because the audios are pretty funny. I mean, it is very entertaining. Um, and you people just you can just stare at someone, and the audio just listening to the audio alone is just like, oh my god, this is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. So can you share a technique for stress management? Because I know that you teach this and I would yeah. love to hear a technique for this. I'm going to teach you the most wildly underutilized, easiest, most effective, quickest, free 
way to practice self-care. You might laugh at me, but it's just <laughs> basic deep breathing. Wow. And I'm going to teach you a couple of tips. And okay. this, is, this is another misconception about self-care, right? That has to be expensive. It's not. Yeah. Most yeah. of what I teach is actually free. Um, so for basic deep breathing, you know, you want to sit comfortably in whatever it is you're, you're sitting on. You know, I like to place a hand on my chest and one on my belly. But mm-hmm. if that doesn't feel good for you, you, you can put your hands where it feels more natural or maybe where it feels more comfortable. You can lower your gaze or close your eyes. Again, I invite you to explore what feels good for you. And then you want to take a deep breath in through your nose. And you want to fill that belly all the way. And then a brief pause and then a long exhale. And on the exhale, here's where... This is where the, the money shot is. You want to make sure that your exhale is longer than your inhale. Exhale longer than inhale. And what that does is it actually activates your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your rest and digest response, which really helps bring a sense of calm over you that much faster. So that's, mm. a, little, that's a little hack little life hack for you. I love that. Yeah. Make that exhale longer than the inhale. And usually like three to five rounds, you feel really good. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of breathing in my meditation, but I didn't realize what I was doing because I do normally exhale longer than my inhales. And it does help. It it helps calm you a lot faster. (laughs) Absolutely. No, when I present and I tell people that I've had, I presented to a group of nurses earlier this year, school nurses. So these are very, um, you know, dedicated women. They know their stuff. They know their field. And I told them to exhale longer. They Mm -hmm. were like astounded. I got so many emails like afterwards just being like, oh my God, I never realized that. So just a little, little hack for you. (laughs) I love that. All the listeners are like, ooh, I hope yeah. you, you all got your pen and paper. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I shared tons of stuff. I know you'll have my social media handles at Dr. Yes. MC Self-Care everywhere on this, but, you know, we're sharing lots of content all the time. Yes, yes, yes. So the last and final golden question I love asking everyone is, how will you show up and love for yourself and for others? Yeah. So I always show up for myself. Number one, self-care is number one. And here's the thing. When you put your needs first, when you prioritize yourself, you're actually better able to care for others. So by showing up for myself and loving myself, it makes me even better in showing up for others and loving them. Yes, 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 yes. And you passed the test, Teresa. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All my guests don't know, but you are being tested. Just kidding. (laughs) Excellent. I'm glad I passed. I do really well in school. (laughs) Yes. Um, So how can people find you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, of course. So lots of ways. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram, primarily at Dr. MC Self Care. So that's Dr. MC self care or my website, drmcselfcare.com. And you can subscribe to my podcast, which is on all major platforms. It's also called Dr. MC self care cabaret podcast. And Lauren was a guest. We'll make sure that uh, yes. see that link as well. And um, yeah, so you can find me on any of those channels and who knows by the time this airs, I might be on TikTok. <laughs> yes, you will be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Teresa. Really Thank appreciate you. you.
Thank you for joining me today. I encourage you to come back for more love and inspiration. If you love this podcast show, please like and leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at show up and love to be updated on the upcoming shows. Until next time, remember to love each other and choose love every day.